I mentor kids at that school. And so through my mentoring, I have gotten to know the principal and um, the teachers quite well. And the principal is a risk taker. And he was eager almost to find out what an outsider saw of his school. And for me, you know, in March 2011, U.S. Secretary of Education Arne Duncan said 82% of U.S. schools could be failing by the end of 2012. Uh, that's a crazy number. You know, are our schools that bad? So, so I decided to look at a school, and I was lucky that I had access to Brookside. Uh, I, in return for um, unlimited access, my offer to uh, Mr. Hay, the principal, was I will serve as a voluntary teacher's aide, which I did. And I spent most of my time in a, um, a fifth-grade classroom, and uh, I came out with a story basically of um, two fifth-grade Brookside girls, best friends, but very different types of students, uh, and their teacher and the school's literacy specialist and the principal and the daily struggles all faced dealing with the pressures brought on by No Child Left Behind. Now, you do tell the story of Principal Hay, who is trying to transform the school. And in education, we talk a lot about the importance of leadership. I'm, I'm curious what you saw that was special to Brookside Elementary School that could and that could not be replicated elsewhere. Well, geez, I think what, what he did could. He did, he did two things. Well, he changed the culture. He came into a, a, a fractured school that did not believe that uh, its kids were capable of learning. His very first day at school, um, as the principal, he addressed the faculty and he said, look, you know, um, uh, for too long, uh, expectations for our students have been too low. If you set the bar low, kids will achieve that bar and not go any further. If you set it high, they will reach farther than you imagine. And not only will the top students excel, but the lower students will increase their scores, their ability as well. And when, when, when one teacher objected to that, said, I don't think our kids can handle that, he said, I'm not going to stand for that. And, and he didn't. And, uh, that, and those teachers and the students all were held to a higher level of expectation. Mr. Hay is a risk taker. He likes to try different things, and he wants his faculty to try different things, different ways of teaching. He's an experimenter, and he would encourage his teachers, come up with things. Try something. Don't be afraid to fail. If something doesn't work, come up with something else. And when you find something that works, share it with your colleagues. And for the first time in many years, doors opened at this school, and teachers began to act collaboratively to put in best practices that worked. And, and that did a lot to raising the kids' scores. Also in education, you know, we talk a lot about teaching, teachers teaching to the test, teachers teaching to the standardized test. And in, in your book, it's to the CMT, which is the state test there. I'm curious, what does that look like throughout the year in the classroom, teachers teaching to that test? Oh, boy. Um, well, it was like two different schools. From the start of school at the, the last week of August, until Christmas break, it was like any school you could imagine. You know, they had their texts and they did their special projects. And then they get to January 2nd. They come back from, from the break. And from, for the next nine weeks, for 22% of the school year, from January 2nd until the beginning of March, and in fact, the standardized tests are going on right now at Brookside, uh, the school 
dump its regular curriculum. They, they put aside their textbooks. They put aside their reading materials. They put aside their math stuff. And they studied from study guides uh, that were aligned to uh, the standardized test. And so instead of, you know, a broad-based liberal arts education, uh, they spent 22% of the school year prepping for a, a very narrowly drawn standardized test. I'm curious what you thought. In Brookside, what was failing the students? What were the biggest barriers for that school and those students? Well, the, the biggest struggle with the students there is um, reading comprehension and writing. Um, <clears throat> 67% were proficient last year, now, uh, or were judged to be proficient. Now, uh, proficient is considered passing, but it's not. It, it's a lower standard than grade level. So, if 67 are proficient, and that year 89% pre, uh, need to be proficient in order to be considered passing, well, you can see where the problems are. And a lot of it is um, because they are. They have a, a weak background in nonfiction reading because when you go into a lot of these kids' homes, you don't see books there, and more specifically, you don't see newspapers, you don't see magazines, uh, news magazines, you don't see TV turned on to the news, uh, and 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 because of that, the worldview of a lot of these kids is really pretty tiny. And it's something that the school has struggled with. They've ordered more and more and more nonfiction books over the last couple of years in order to try to, you know, fix this up, in order to expose their kids to more that their parents aren't exposing them to. Uh, lastly, what did you learn personally? What I learned personally is that, you know, so, so much criticism is heaped on teachers. And I saw... I saw good teachers, great teachers, and bad. Most of them were mediocre. It's a nice thought that every kid should have the greatest teacher in the world, but that's not the real world. Uh, a school is not like, uh, unlike any other company. You're going to have a bell curve of talent. But the thing is, at Brookside, I never saw one teacher ever quit on a kid. And I think that's the most important lesson I learned, how that they are as dedicated a breed as they can be. And most of these people have wanted to be teachers all their lives, and it shows in the way they work. Ron Berler, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Devin.